0: welcome to another segment of the agricultural market viewpoint this is a podcast where we review various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in south africa and beyond our borders folks those of you that listened uh, to the previous segment you'll recall that we discussed uh, kenya's agricultural conditions particularly maize following the government's decision to lift the ban on the importation and cultivation of genetically modified maize which i think it's a positive step and it will have a long-term positive contribution to the output of maize in that country and you can scroll back if you haven't listened and check that uh, segment Uh, hopefully you'll find it uh, useful and i promised in that segment that we would look further on what's happening in other countries in the continent and about their agricultural conditions and whether there are any significant policy changes that are worth highlighting. But I think before we do that, it is important that we look at what's coming out of South Africa, because this past week, South Africa's uh, weather service, South African Weather Service, released an important report. Uh, it's part of their seasonal climate watch uh, report that they release monthly. And in this in this report, they typically look into the possibilities of a El Nino, La Nina. What are the weather conditions looking like in South Africa for a particular period? They cover roughly about three or four months uh, outlook that they usually focus on. And in this new report that they released uh, uh, th- this past week, they emphasise the point that we are still in the La Nina state, uh, South Africa or Southern Africa in, in, in general. Uh, And what this means is that South Africa and Southern Africa uh, broadly will likely receive above normal rainfall this time around, which is the 2022-23 summer season. You can think of it starting from now going up until February-March 2023. They also talk about the possibility of below normal temperatures over the summer rainfall areas during this period. Now. Earlier on when we discussed uh, this in some of the previous segments, we talked about a possibility of a weak La Nina, which means that it's not going to be the usual one that we have seen over the past uh, two, three seasons. And this time around, they changed the tone, which is why I thought it's important to revisit this topic, because they say we are back in the normal La Nina season, which means then that the rainfall could pretty much be more intense than what we had we, we had anticipated in the previous segment. But this will not be different, I think, than what we have seen over the past few seasons, which is above normal rainfall. And if it is not disruptive, this could prove very positive for improving soil moisture, and benefiting the crops and agricultural uh, uh, conditions in general across the across the country and it also falls in an important period which is from now going up until February or March next year, 2023. Because during this period, it's also from uh, cultivation up until pollination of the crops, which is the period where we need uh, frequent rainfall. Thereafter, the crops will be in a maturing a maturing stage and won't be requiring as much moisture as we will need uh, during uh, this period. But I do think that uh, farmers and agribusinesses will have to remain vigilant over the next uh, three four months or so what we saw for example in the 2022-21-22 summer season is that we actually were in a La Nina period and uh, rainfall proved to be much more intense um, than what we had previously experienced in the other season this is the 2021 122 22 season which is the year that we we have just closed now in the in the agricultural calendar now the the, the one thing that we have to watch for this time around then is to say is the new 2022 23 summer crop season also going to be similar to last year or are we going back to the usual seasons where we would have moderately higher rainfall but not as excessive as what we saw last year? and it's difficult at this point to tell which of these years we are currently in because even the intense rains of this last summer season we only really got a gist of it from december Uh, beginning of december there was just heavy rainfall all over going into the beginning of january and it was around about mid january 2022 where we saw a breather And the farmers in the western side of the country actually managed to plant at that stage and some had to replant the areas that were damaged by the rains. And it's easy to see that delay because of the heavy rains, because even if you were to look at our harvesting period for the 2021-22 season crop, it was delayed by almost a month. Um, In fact, there were some that were still harvesting as we were closer to preparing the soil uh, around about September or so in the western side of of South Africa, which speaks to that late start of the season. So we hope that we're not going to have a similar challenge this time around. But I do think that farmers and agribusinesses need to monitor and look at the weather forecast and look at these patterns much closer because it will have an impact on on, on the activity on the ground. Still, though, when you talk to people across South Africa, we've been traveling, meeting some of the colleagues that we work with at the Agricultural Business Chamber and some of the industry players in general. There seems to be general optimism about the weather conditions and the upcoming season. And that is also mirrored in the data. Uh, About a few weeks ago, South Africa's Crop Estimates Committee which is this committee that uh, uh, is housed in the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform, and Rural Development. Their work is really to forecast how much area is planted on, on, on grains and all seeds, um, and how much will be produced. They do these estimates and release them on a monthly basis. They released what we call the intentions to plant uh, data, which is where they really send out questionnaires, ask farmers how much they plan to plant, those type of surveys. And the farmers came back saying, Look, we we will be planting more this time around. Um, and in fact, we will be planting around about 4.4 million hectares uh, for summer grains and oil seeds. When I talk about summer grains and oil seeds, I'm talking about white maize, yellow maize, soybean, sunflower, sorghum, peanuts, dry beans, that type of stuff. That's what I'm referring to here. And they say they will plant 4.4 million hectares. This is up mildly by 0.2% from a previous season. But I'm emphasizing it because some might have thought, oh, with the higher input costs and everything, we can actually see this area uh, being planted declining. But these farmers are saying, no, we will be back on the ground and actually doing some 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 good activity in, in there. We do see, though, that there are shifts now when one look closely on the data to say, is everything increasing? And the answer there is no. The area that is actually increasing is for soybeans um, and, ye- and yellow maize. All of the other crops, they're seeing some minor decline. But when you think about maize, for example, we're still above the 10-year average. Soybean is going to be a record area. While for sunflower and the others, dry beans and peanuts, you see the area coming down as each hectares are being switched to some of these crops that are increasing. But nonetheless, in each of these, when you look at what we will we, we'll possibly be planted and you look at long-term averages, we're still having uh, uh, really comfortable levels that we are going for another season of fairly good supplies across uh, South Africa. And this is an encouraging because we are also in a period where input costs remain quite high. And I mean, when one thinks of, for example, the, 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 the agrochemicals, Take herbicides, for example, like glass phosphate, glyphosate, um, and the others, atrazine and all of those. You look at the prices of those herbicides, you realize that they are up by plus 20% on a year-on-year basis, the September prices. And 20% might seem like, oh, it's a mild increase, but you have to consider that last year's prices were up by plus 60%. So if this year we are up by 20% on top of that, it shows that we've been in this period of relatively higher prices. And this is not limited to herbicides and, agri- and, and, and and pesticides. You also see it when you look at the fertilizer prices. Fertilizer prices are still plus 20% on a year-on-year basis as well. If you look at the September prices this year, you compared to last year. So to have farmers saying they will plant that area in this environment of relatively higher fertilizer prices an encouraging thing um, to, to, to see. And the the, the, the rising uh, prices of inputs, uh, you know, we've discussed this point in some other segment of this podcast, but it's largely around the supply disruption. The war in Ukraine and Russia is part of those factors, but also China's decision to limit the exports of fertilizers contributed to that and the disruptions during the COVID period in some of the producing countries like India, the United States, Canada and the likes. So there's been some bit of challenges there. And if you are a south african or farming in south africa you are not insulated to these things south africa imports roughly 80 percent of its fertilizer um its annual fertilizer consumption uh, and local prices then follow what's happening globally and of course accounting also for the exchange rate in in, in that and fertilizer is very important to grains it makes up about 35 percent of grain farmers input costs so it's a substantive uh, part of that and if it's increasing it does add those pressures we see also similar pressures in fuel and fuel is important because it makes up about 11 percent of grain farmers uh, production costs um, and large part of it is used now during planting and also later in the season during harvesting but If you look at what has been happening on the prices over time, diesel prices have been rising and it's what the farmers use a lot. So those are pressures that are coming into the farmers, which is why when one looks at what they intend to plant in this environment, you really get encouraged to say, you know, the guys are going on the ground and they will actually be working um, the land um, in this in this environment. And you 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 can say though that the relatively higher commodity prices, to an extent, are offsetting uh, some of these increases. And if you were to just look at the maize, white and yellow maize prices on the 3rd of November uh, this year, the prices were up by roughly 46% uh, uh, on a year-on-year basis um, for yellow maize. And if you look at the white maize price, spot price was up by 60% on a year-on-year basis trading just over five thousand two hundred uh, rands per ton so there was a bit of offsetting of some of these increases uh, there in, in input costs. there number of things that are contributing to these fluctuations on prices such as Russia's decision to pull out of the black sea grain deal then a few days after come back and re- and rejoin which is a positive thing but it of course have its impact on the on the prices but there's also something we, we haven't really dived in into detail on, which is as we see this La Nina, which we appreciate as Southern Africa, it will have good rains. It tends to have a different impact, dryness in South America and even in East Africa. And so all of those could weigh on production in the 2022-23 season, and I think traders and many people in the market are somewhat factoring that or watching that closely. And it may as well be slightly priced in in these prices that we are seeing at this moment. So those are some of the things and the currency fluctuations that are influencing the prices that we are currently watching as um, South Africa uh, at this point. I must say there that if you look at all of these all these factors. The other people that are, are, are under pressure—they're not directly influenced influ- affected by some of these things—but if there's a La Nina and there's higher rainfall the livestock industry also needs to 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 really remain cautious and be watching the activity because uh too much wet weather conditions they tend to lead to animal diseases and that's something that um uh, our colleagues in the livestock industry will also be watching just as the folks in the in the crops will be watching and i guess then the vegetables and the fruits affected the same way about input costs affected the same way about rainfall if rainfalls are moderate they benefit them but if they are excessive they cause problems so these are some of the things that we will be watching in south africa but i think if you were to consider all of these factors as we see it and you ask yourself what will the 2022-23 agricultural season look like in south africa and i would still that say We're looking at it with a bit of optimism and positive about what's to come and uh, what is coming out of the South African Weather Service is comforting. And importantly, it's not really only our weather authorities that are saying this. The Australians are maintaining the same message, and the Americans are also maintaining the same message that we are in a La period. The only thing now that we all watching and hope for is that the rains are not gonna be as excessive and cause uh, damage, but they will be somewhat moderate and be beneficial for agricultural activity. So folks, that's all I wanted to discuss this time around. I'm still at some point gonna revisit the Africa topics that I had promised that I would look at because I think there's a lot to discuss in the in the in the continent about how the sector is doing, diving into certain important countries um that where there are some policy changes that I think have long term uh uh I- I- impact and, and one needs to watch what's happening but for now that's it uh my name from me my name is wandy les i'm an agricultural economist based in pretoria south africa if you want to read more about some of these things that uh, i talk about uh, you could go to my website which is dot com. Uh, that's where you will find some of my of my writings and also the organization that I work for, the Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa, which is www.agbiz.co.za, www.agbiz.co.za. There's some write-ups that you will find there uh, that you can read from. Uh, we'll catch up uh, uh, in the coming week. Thanks for listening.